Hello everyone, this is Andrew here. Welcome to Word for Work podcast. It's our second episode, but before we deep dive into that, I would like to wish everyone a happy new year. I know that 2020 was a challenging year, and as Christians, we are not freed from challenges, but we are able to go through challenges because we serve a mighty God and a God who will carry us through different seasons of time. And for today's episode, we have a guest where she'll be sharing about how God has guided her in her career. And with that, here we go. Hello everyone. So today we have a guest and we go way back during my university time. And believe it or not, we used to have a group of us who does morning devotions together before our classes, where you know, waking up at 6am was still possible then. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Elsie. Hello Elsie. Hi. Hi guys. Thanks for having me today. How are you doing? I am doing great. I think, I think being locked down, but I'm still really grateful uh, that I'm not hungry and I have a roof over my head. Yeah. Mm. Actually, it's been a long time since we last spoken, you know. And come to think of it, mm-hmm. even the last time we spoke in person was pre-COVID time. And if I recall, it was during the Taylor's 50th anniversary. It was like two years ago. Wow, that's so long ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so for the benefit of our listeners, could you share a mm-hmm. bit about who you are? Ah, okay. Um, so I am a Buddha Subang. So all of you who are from Subang, right? Uh, and um, I'm actually an accounting and finance graduate from Taylor's University. And then I started my career working in the CSR department, own a small business then. Um, also had a few acting gigs, but now I'm working in a branding and PR company. Awesome. So actually just some additional info about Elsie is that she's well known to be a really bright and super smart person. No, work class Oh no. <laughs> and even a valedictorian for a business school during that time. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing I noticed about you, Elsie, is that you're a person who is uh, always discovering and always exploring new things. And I also mm. believe it's the same after university as well. Maybe you can share how was it like after university for you? Um, I, I finished university in 2018. So um, I think with all of us, when you leave uni, right, you ask the question, oh, what's God's calling for me? I, I think as, especially for Christians, lah, right? We will always ask, what's God's calling for me? Um, is it to be you know, in ministry? Is it to be in corporate? You know, where do I best serve his purpose? Um, I didn't get an answer, like an audible voice from God and stuff. So um, how I started is I was interning at a consulting firm. So because of that internship and, and knowing in business school, right, consulting is like a prestigious thing and you get paid really well. So um, I just applied to a lot of consulting firms. And uh, the, of course, the famous one is MBB, you know, McKenzie, Bain and um, Boston Consulting Group. Uh, how I started then was like I got rejected by all. It was a four painful month process because uh, you have to prepare for it. And I thought that it was a place where I could serve uh, best and learn and grow. But clearly it wasn't. Lah. Um, and, and at one, one of the interviews, I actually reached the final rounds. right? And my expectations were like everyone was just saying, if you reach the partner round, right, you definitely get in already. Don't worry. And it wasn't just from one person. It was people from the company itself. And I had my expectations so high. I'm like, thank you, God, for like, doing this for me. And like, I'm, I was really looking forward to it. And when I got a call and that you, know, you weren't accepted, I was really devastated. I still have the Insta story in my, 
in my Instagram because everyone wanted to know. Everyone knew that that was like the path for me and I had to update people. That was the easiest way to update Instagram. Like guys, I failed the interview. Um, but, you know, I could still take heart because it's a very random thing that a day before that, there was this random tailor stuff. I knew her from scholarship interviews and she just sent me this video. She's like, I felt that God wanted to send you this. And that video was about um, God preparing us not, a, not based on the big decisions that we make in life. It is not like one life-changing things in your life. It's about the small decisions that you make. What time do you wake up? Do you spend time with God? Uh, do you spend time with your loved ones? And uh, do you invest your life in people's lives? So that sort of prepared me for this uh, rejection. And, and I, was, I was comforted by it. I was sad, but that really prepared me. Lah. And I find that I could see God's hand in it. Um, and after that, doors just opened, right? Doors just opened for me to remind me of purpose. So I, I started working in a CSR department uh, in Taylor's. And then after that, I had opportunity to start my business to reduce single-use uh, plastics. And then I was starting to have uh, acting gigs. I was going for castings to do something that I liked. So I think God really opened doors and, and tell me in your face, hey, it's not about what's prestigious. It's not about having high salary. It's not about what people expect you to do. Um, it is what doors that I open for you. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, a sorry. Really, <laughs> that's actually a very good uh, insight to your after mm. university life and really can see how God has also gave you a plan and, and a way. So um, during that time of rejection, how do you overcome that? Mm. Oh, that day when I received that rejection, I was... I was crying, like, but it is, it is surrounding myself with um, people who, who knows the Lord. I think that was very important because they remind me of God knowing the future. Um, they reminded me of, no, it's not about what you want. It's about what God wants. I think having that, that people who remind me of what true, the true thing is right in life and what matters most, most um, is very important. And of course, going back to God's word, holding on to his truth, um, help me uh, to remain, yeah, to remain joyful despite, you know, that, that result that I had. Amen. And then also I understand right now uh, you're transitioning into also a new career. So, ah, yes. So how was that uh, came to be, especially during the COVID situation? Mm. Uh, oh, this is, this is like a long story. Um, but I'll try to cut short because I think that God's hand was really in it. So looking at the past two years, it's a two years journey. So I started uh, my career in 2019 um, and I changed in 2021. So um, that last two years, um, you know, I was in acting. I was starting my own business. I was doing CSR work, like, you know, doing giving back to, to society and being paid for. Hello, where to get that, right? <laughs> so I was, I thought I was in my zone, you know, I was really blessed. But I felt something empty inside me. I was really miserable. Um, and I, I started to get anxiety attacks um, and I started to battle with suicidal thoughts actually over the past two years. And um, I even got into an accident because I was so tired, right? Uh, I was just, dev uh, my soul was dying, literally. Um, and, I, and I was always like on the road being very blurry and got into an accident. Um, so that was a wake up call for me, like what is wrong? Um, and I did a lot of soul digging, um, very well supported by my friends and families and the church. That's why I'm still here today. Um, but I could discover three things. And I think I want to talk about these three things because it's so important. And it's discovering about the ugly side of myself and that I was really selfish. So the first one is contentment, right? Um, I think when I was looking at 
uh, I was still unhappy and I thought, why am I still unhappy? Because I was just comparing myself with people. I was always like, oh, these people own this company or these people is like earning this much at this age. What is wrong with me? What's wrong with my life? And I was very drowned with worldly standards, comparing myself with what the world sees. Right? So that's the first point. And how I got past that was to really remind myself that Christ is enough. Um, we always sing that song, Lord, I offer you my life, and Christ is enough. But do we really mean it or not? Um, I think that was, uh, that was one of the ways that I got through. Um, so contentment is really not about having what you want. It is about wanting what you already have. So that taught me about contentment. And then the second point was, um, why did I make the change in my career? Um, yeah, the second one is intention and motivations. Um, so when I got into the business, right, reducing single-use waste, hey, it's so good, it's helping the environment, it's going green. Like, what is, what is bad about it? It's because my intention was like, I want people to see me as a business owner. I want people to see LC as like the next entrepreneur. So my intention and motivation didn't come from a right place. And I really had to battle with that. It was driven by fear. It was really driven by what would people think about me rather than doing what is good. So it could come from a place that's very pure, right? Doing what is good. But when I asked myself what was really what I wanted, I wanted people to see LC as someone successful. So that intentional motivation is wrong. And, and I didn't know that. And that really made me miserable. Um, and the last one is, I think this, this covers it all. I was living in a lie, I would say. So um, I read this book, Counterfeit Gods by Timothy Keller. I'm not sure if any one of you guys read this book before, um, but it's about identifying the counterfeit gods in your life. And I realized that um, the whole facade that I was putting on, doing community work and helping the society, actually comes from a place of void rather than a calling from God or being um, because I love God, I want to love people. It comes from a place where, you know, when I was a kid, I was very, I was bullied in school. Um, and then after that, I wasn't really smart, I wasn't really top of my class, and I wasn't really rich, so I couldn't fit into a place. And the identity that I held on to, right, was like being the good Christian girl, um, being the next mother Teresa that everyone was talking about. And that filled my void, that made me happy. Teachers were praising me as a girl, and that just fed me, you know, and I kept chasing after that. I just kept chasing after auntie and uncles in church praising me, <laughs> which is bad, right? Oh my god, it's so bad. So. And I identify that, hey, your intention and your motivation is wrong. And it's driven by fear of how people look at you, Elsie. It's not coming from a place that is pure. So um, realizing that um, really helped me see myself in a new light that, hey, God, I really need you. Um, this is not how I want to live my life anymore. Life is not about me. Life should be about you. And why am I using you as the excuse to live my Christian faith, right? Uh, it should come from a place that, God, I'm sinful. You have saved me. And now my life is yours. So... Realizing that, you know, I decided to let go of my business, let go of my humanitarian work um, because I just want to drown myself in that anymore. And also letting go of my acting because that was also like driven a lot by like fame, wanting to be famous and stuff. So I just let all those go. And yeah, um, how did I get to marketing and PR? Um, similarly, how I got, you know, my first job. God just opened doors. I never chased for it. So I got a special role as a storyteller in CSR. And, and people just say like, hey, Elsie, you got something for marketing. Or you can be a great storyteller. And I got a job related to this during the pandemic with zero experience. So I think God just opened a new door for me. So I'm really starting with a blank state. Lah. So that's how I started my career this year. 
Will I know it's a God's calling? I still do not know yet. <laughs> we will see. Yeah, but that's the summary. I hope it's it's clear or like it's yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> I can truly see okay. that you're a storyteller. You know, just by how you <laughs> shared your whole story, summed it so well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's true. You know, humanly, we're always told to follow our dreams, which is not wrong, mm -hmm. but. Mm. We must not have the trade-off with God's ordained purpose mm. rather than our own human plans. Because yeah. humanly, our own plans, our own ways are so limited. And if we rely on a God who knows all things, you know, rely on His plan, I can see that even through your life, through your testimony, He will make a way. Mm. And um, during this uh, time, I see that you have been also pursuing God. And also you saw that the, the reason that you did the CSR and also... Uh, the bubble tea cup it was something that you was for your own self that that's why you wanted to make the change mm, and mm, mm. when was the moment where you actually had this revelation that okay actually is so self-centered and I want to make a shift mm. I think oh wow I don't think it's like the revelation so a lot of people I see that you know in, in Christian especially in the Christian community it, it it, it happens for some people, like God spoke to me, God came through. Um, it happens for some people, but it's not for everyone as well. So God speaks in a lot of different ways. And for me, it was something very gradual. I had I had to battle with this for very long and, and to come very clean. So I would journal. Uh, I usually keep a journal and I would write down my thoughts. And it took me so many weeks, months, and, and actually two years to finally come to the conclusion that Hey, Elsie, you got to make a change. So it's slowly unveiling a lot of layers about myself um, and asking myself, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling sad? Um, and then going layers by layers, asking myself a lot of whys um, and realizing that it's not to spiral down all the um, sad feelings I have. You will, um, you will face um, disappointments, um, sorrows, sadness. It's good to have them um, because it's real. Right, God also cried. I mean, Jesus, um, Jesus cried as well. So um, it's okay to be sad, but don't spiral down and then address it. Right, I think I addressed those feelings by the very strong support. I wouldn't have done it without family or friends and God's word. Um, but I think those were the things that slowly changed me and mold my mind and my heart mm -hmm. to help me be where I am today. And I also want to say that you know, um, it's. When I was in it, I cannot see it. I really just look so anyone who's struggling right now, right? If you're struggling, when I was, I cannot see. I just like, God, what is wrong? Like, why? Why me? Why am I going through this? And I cannot see the light. Um, but just continue persevering, you know. You do not know what will happen next. You do not know what's God trying to teach us. Um, stay the course. Don't give up. Um, because when I was... In that, I wanted to give up so many times, but everyone just, you know, words of encouragement slowly pushed me to go through every day. And until now that I can look back, only I realize that, hey, God is doing something great because God is teaching me so much truth about myself and all the sins that I have that I can live so freely now, you know, having no expectations of what people think of me, no fear. It's so freeing. And yeah, it only comes with time. So, so got to give yourself time. Amen. Uh, what would you give to an advice to someone who might be in a similar situation as you, but do not have people to talk to? They feel like they're alone. So how do you, mm. would you advise them to overcome this? Um, I think being part of a church community is very important. Uh, I think if you're a Christian, definitely, you know, join a cell group, a Bible study group would be great. 
um, and then surround yourself with God's word. Uh, I think that is something that I miss so much. Um, but in the beginning, it will feel very foreign. So I had um, I had a time where I was very angry with God, and I still teach in ministry, right? So it was very hypocritical. I would read God's word just for the sake of teaching. And it was very hate knowledge. I ensured that it was um, biblically right. And all my interpretations are like, you know, biblical. But it it doesn't sink into my heart. But stay the course. I would say continue to read. It might feel foreign. But it is slowly reframing our mind. Because we we take so much content on social media, on YouTube, on Netflix. And those content are worldly. It's about feeding our mind with God's truth and what is true. And, and God's promises and, and then slowly changing our mind again to how God intended it to be, how God fashioned us to be. Mm. Yeah. And it's so true as well to connect with a group who can encourage you, who can support you in prayer and can also yes. walk you through the journey. Mm. And it's mm. amazing that actually yep. God places people in the right time as well, in those difficult situations. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. If you look back, right? Uh, yeah. At least for myself, if I look back, and God will bring non-Christians as well. For me, in my case, non-Christians to speak truth into my life, and I'm just like, wow. Um, God is, God is God's hand is everywhere. Mm. Mm, amen. So for this 2021, uh, do you see yourself also doing things differently in your work? Um, I honestly started out this year being very, like, I had no expectations. So one thing I learned from my two years, right, about discovering myself is not to set expectations for myself or, like, where I, the outcome of my work. But not to say that I can be complacent because God is a God of excellence. So I definitely want to do my best at all the tasks that I'm given, um, but not expecting what it will be like, right? So going into this world is just, you know, being very responsible. Um, I think practicing all that God has taught us, pursue excellence, do our best. Um, not, but at the same time, not expecting anything from it, laugh for myself. And I'm not sure, I think I'm learning a lot. Uh, I, but you know where God takes this, to, I really do not know. And I think I'm just in a place where I'm very um, contented. And in a place that I'm very joyful despite all that I'm going through. So it's just a state of mind and state of heart where my relationship with God is of utmost importance. And I think that is that is the best place to be rather than being like, you know, five years down the road, ten years down the road, where my career will be. I don't know. Um, and maybe the, the skills that I'm learning now, you know, I can bring it to ministry in the future. Mm. Mm, amen. Actually, thank you mm. so much for sharing your personal story. And actually now we're coming yeah. towards the end of the episode. Is there any last words mm. that you'd like to share with our listeners? Mm. <laughs> okay, I think... Right, guys, one, one of the... One, like, two things, can I say two things? <laughs> one is, I'm not sure if any one of you are Jeremy Lin's fans, but I think his testimony, um, faith, having faith over fear, I think that is, that is very important because all of us have fears and it's important for us to understand our fears that I address mine, fears of how people look at me, and then have faith that those do not define me. What defines me is the truth of God and who God made me to be. So that's the first one. And the second one is, I always love this quote by Steve Jobs. He says that um, you cannot connect the dots by looking forward. You can only connect the dots by looking um, looking back, right? And and. And you have to trust that your dots will connect in the future. Be it trusting in gut, destiny, life, or karma, right? For me, it's not 
God destiny life will come up. For me, it's trusting in our creator, trusting in the author of our life, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And that is where I put my trust in because I don't know what the future will hold, will hold, but I know who holds the future. So whether or not I know it's my calling now, whether or not you're still finding your calling, it doesn't matter, okay? Because we can trust in the one uh, who created us. Amen. So thank you so much for those parting words. I know I really believe many are blessed <laughs> with today's episode. And uh, to our listeners, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word for Work uh, with our guest Elsie. My name is Andrew and we'll see you again in our next episode. Bye. Thank you. everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word for Work. Do follow us on our socials and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.